Welcome back, everybody, to the Brothers in the Deep End podcast yes, season two. Let's get it started, man. Before we get into today's episode, just want to give everyone a special shout out, special little love, all the love for, you know, everyone who's been tuning in. And it's really important to us that you guys keep tuning in because without you guys, we ain't nothing, man. And thank you for the feedback you guys have been giving us. It's been, it's been honestly an honor. Um, you know, it means the world to us. In our lives, you know, things really never go as planned. For anyone who's listening, I think it's, that's important for everyone to understand. You know what I'm saying? We all have that one dream we wish to fulfill, and we would do whatever it takes to reach that dream sometimes, regardless of what it costs. It's about never giving up and being able to pivot towards other opportunities to live this lifestyle that you want to live and make that dream come into fruition. Though things may not never seem like they're going to work in the beginning, there's this one saying that everyone says, right? Mm-hmm. Patience is a virtue. Mm-hmm. And I mean that shit. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows patience is a virtue. You know what I'm saying? So today, we have a special guest today. Collegiate football athlete and personal trainer Nell is yes, here to tell us about his story and his journey along this road. You know, I think one thing why we brought him on today is because he made a lot of sacrifice to get here. And I feel like when we pivot towards a lot of these other opportunities in life, we have to make sacrifices to make our dreams become a reality. And that's why we have him on today. So thank you for coming today, Nell. And I appreciate you for tuning in. So take us back to the beginning now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, you two guys, for having me on the podcast and things of that nature. And um, we talked about sacrifice. He mentioned sacrifice, sacrificing and pivoting. Um, Just to take y'all back from my story, how it started. Uh, We're going to start in high school, being a college athlete. I mean, being a college athlete. Being a high I'm school dead. athlete, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Being a being a high school athlete, um, it was cool. Uh, I was really going to high school for fo- I mean for basketball to start off, and um, that didn't work out. And that I figured was God's plan. Just to wait, ha- wait, wait. You was going to, you was going to high school for basketball. So, yeah, I was going to high school for basketball. So talk, so talk, so talk about that. Like how? Did, what the? Oh, what the hell? Yeah, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, bro. Bro. Like, nobody really knows about that. Christ the King was a big time oh, high school, yeah, big time high school for was... basketball. I was a midget though. Um, I, I was a midget. I was. Four eleven, probably eighty five pounds, soaking wet. You were dunking, so bro. Whoa, so whoa, okay, okay, go ahead. But I was a point guard. Okay. I liked to bass the rock, uh, and I didn't make the freshman team. That happens, um, and just stopped playing basketball. So after you that. went to Christ the King for his basketball program. I went there solely to play basketball. I got recruited for football, but I also was there to play basketball. That was what I wanted to do. Basketball so you, so was you, what I wanted so to play. Saying, so you're saying you're nice in basketball to this day. I mean, it's been a minute since I played. I can't uh, say I'm still nice, but damn. when I was playing back then, yeah, I was. So then was you didn't make nice. you didn't make the freshman team in high school, and then yeah. that pivoted towards all right. Let me just stick with football. Yeah, I had well, not necessarily that. So I was gonna play for the JV team and try out, well, hopefully make it. But I had broke my ankle literally two weeks before we had tryouts in a football practice. So I just figured that it just wasn't meant to be, and to just stick with football. I ended up doing a little varsity B with my boy Dante and a couple others, and it was fun. We won the championship and stuff of that nature, so that was cool. But, um, yeah, football was it. Started doing football. Football was cool. Uh, I was so small, though, so finding a position was hard for me at first. I didn't like to tackle, uh, and I really just wanted to find a way to be uh, important on the team as far as production, um, being a leader and things of that nature. It didn't turn out 
the way I wanted to. And by the graces of God, I was able to get an opportunity to play college. Um, thank God all the time for that because I didn't have any film. I think I had about two minutes worth of film, maybe yeah. less than that. Mm -hmm. Released to me with my, with, with my journey in football because I was scrawny in high school too. You know, I'm not the biggest right now, but my... You know, my journey in football was was rocky as hell too. Like mm -hmm. you saying, you didn't have that much film. I didn't have that much film either, and so we really had to like market ourselves in the best way possible and show that we're willing to work hard for what we're trying to do. And we really had to put in the OT, OT, the stuff behind the scenes, behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So I could relate with that, man. Mine's was mine's was shaky too. And talking about football, like you said, you was a little what scared to tackle in the beginning. What gets me? Not necessarily scared, just didn't want to tackle. I played if to, not to cut but, you off. Uh -huh. I played cornerback to start off my football journey, which was in seventh eighth grade. That was the only position I played. I didn't really play offense like that. So yeah, it's just I was I was not nah, like a lot when I first played football. Like I was fucking scared, bro. Like. Mm -hmm. Let me, I'll tell you a funny, quick story. Like, all right, so we first get on the field. I'm like, what the fuck did I sign up for? Like, I didn't, like, street football was fun, but this don't look fun. This looks like, like, oh, shit, I'm with the big dog. Right. Yeah, my heart was beating, right? So we're doing warm-ups. We're doing warm-ups. I just got my pads. I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh, like, it's lit. But I'm like, and deep down, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, here we go. I'm about to get smacked. Because I was seeing them practicing, and all you hear is, Boom, mm. boom, boom, tack, every, every clap, you know. Click, clack. Click, clack. Mm -hmm. Bell. So then <laughs> we're doing moments, and they're like this. The first time we pass, it's like, boom, boom. They're banging that path. Boom, boom. I can hear y'all be, you scared? And I was like, in my head, damn right, I'm fucking scared. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, I'm fucking scared. Mm -hmm. Like, I was in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. So yeah, man. So then with football, and then the high school, so in high school, you want, you train, why you want to play college football? What was your goal with playing football? What was the whole goal of that? Why I play football? The goal in playing football was to hopefully do something with it as far as professional or just being able to play in college. I think everybody, for the most part, every kid that plays in high school is looking forward to playing their sport in college, um, especially if they take it seriously. And that's just something I wanted to do. It's something that I look forward to. Uh, I started getting into college football around my junior year, like actually watching it. Um, became a Florida Gators fan and always fell in love with wanting to play in a, a college stadium. Mm. So mm -hmm. what was the first college you started going off to? So you said you went from high school, you didn't have that much film. So how did you, like, how did you get like recruited? How did you become a football player for these colleges? Like, tell us that whole entire story, like from the beginning. I just got to tell you that you got to invest in yourself. You got to believe in yourself. That's the the main thing in this whole situation. Nobody really believed in me as far as, oh, he could be this, he could be that. It was just more so of like, okay, let's let him fill a spot. Let's let him fill this area in the team that we need. Um, I started off at Gannon University. Thank you, Gannon, for the opportunity. I appreciate you. Um, I was a preferred walk-on. That was a nice, calm experience. Um, what happened with that was just when football and school is not meshing and that's the two things that yes. has me at the situation and right. not only that i was six hours away in erie pa uh, pa is a i didn't even know it was that big yeah it's very <laughs> it's it's very big like right. we only think of pa as the poconos but pa mm -hmm. like there's western pa too like that's like the little the little tiny piece of pa we don't that's like right. as new yorkers typical people like oh pa is Poconos like two hours away and like no like you could be like six seven hours away mm -hmm. like damn near ohio like my first college was 
in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. That was like a two-hour drive from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is hella far. So, you know, I can imagine for you, that was my first college and it was a D3. You was probably homesick. Yes. Homesick. That's one. And in the school for student athletes out there and just for anything, when you go into college and you're a student athlete, you have to make sure that all three is in balance. You can't just go there. I, I kind of get what you're getting. You can't just go there just strictly for football or just strictly for school, per se. You have to make sure it meshes well with all three of those. Fo- well, all three. You see, I said three. Mm-hmm. So it'll be school, football, or whatever program you're doing, and socially. And if you're just a student, I think you should be in that school for the academic program, and socially it fits you. Because if it don't, if one, it just offsets each other. It just It just doesn't balance right, and then it's not going to feel right. So... Probably that's what probably happened in Gannon. Like the the academics wasn't what well, well, that uh, right, the so academics the, aspect of it wasn't meshing, or like the school social aspect of it wasn't meshing. Right. So the the social life at, at Gannon just wasn't what it should have been for a college uh, for a college period. In my in my opinion, I feel like all colleges should have some type of social life where it's at least active. Um, Gannon wasn't really all that. Yeah, and you're from New York, so you need something mm-hmm, active. Understand, you understand, you feel me? Yeah. It's me. a whole different culture in Western PA. Not many people know, but I'm probably only, right now in this state, probably only me and you know, probably cases like, but like, in Western PA, it's like, that's like really country. It's not really, it's to me, in my opinion, um, I could sound whatever, but mm-hmm. it's two different cultures. Like, New York was so vibrant, we got all these things here, and then you go all the way country, and it's like, whoa, they're not raised up on certain things, and you're saying certain slangs, and they're not catching up on it, and it's just like, they're not understanding me. Yeah, they're not understanding me. No, I feel that. Right. But what I could say is that meeting new people in different cultures and different slangs is, I like that. It's an experience. You want to have experiences, especially when you're going away, and when you're six hours away from home, you want to have an experience that you're going to remember. I remember a lot of people from Gannon. I made a lot of friends from Gannon. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to sit there and say that I didn't have any friendships. When you're playing football, you build a bond with a bunch of brothers, and you don't lose that bond, especially when you've been there for two years, blood, sweat, and tears, fighting and and, and bleeding together. So, nah. What so I, I'm sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but take us through that process. Since you didn't have much film, how did you get into Gannon? I think that was the question that Casey. How? What was the process? How did you get mm-hmm. there? Because it's like. You go into a record label, they sign you, and you got like one track, two tracks. Yeah. So did they, did they like take a risk? Did you have to say like say anything? What's to the them? whole process behind going to Gannon? Tell us the story of how you got into Gannon. Uh, so Gannon was one of the few schools I looked up on this Wikipedia of D two t- uh, schools that you can attend, and I hit up about twenty schools, twenty different schools, uh, just to see. What I get back, you never know. Anybody could use somebody, and I'm, I knew I wasn't whack. I knew I could put pain in. So, Gannon had wrote me back. I remember like it was yesterday. I told my coach, um, thank you, coach, for the help. I did most of the work, though, but thank you for the help. <laughs> I'm worried. Right. Um, and I was, <laughs> not to be funny, but, and I was able to reach, uh, get in contact with the coaches, um, set up a, a calm little visit and be able to attend Gannon. And like I said, that situation was what it was because two things weren't meshing. The two things that were most important in a student athlete's life is the student and the athlete part. When two is not meshing, you can't be there. So I made a manly decision on my own and I transferred. 
Mm. And where did you transfer to? I transferred to LIU Post mm. uh, for a semester. LIU Post. My major, by the way, is criminal justice, just to get that out the way. How, so how did they reach out to you, LIU Post? Or did you reach out to them? I reached out to them, as, mm. as, as any player that's, that's leaving the school mm. should do. And you did the same process? You looked up the Wikipedia of D2 students probably close to home, or you knew of LIU Post? I knew of LIU Post because it's close to home. I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. And LIU Post is in Long Island. Right. So, so I know my, my friend Tremaine played at LIU mm-hmm. Post. A lot, of, a lot of people I know played at LIU Post. And I'm assuming, like, now you had a lot more film because you were playing with the other college or no? So necess- not necessarily game film. I had a lot of practice film. I'm dead. And um, believe it or not, a player, as much as, as, much as you want to say I'm dead, you got to really think on it. How much film could I really produce if I'm not on the field on the field what True. I did was I, I did a method something that all kids to try to do in the future um you want to be able to control your own future what happened was I had a situation at Gannon and I knew that in the spring if I was able to get the reps I could put enough work in and put enough film out and be able to put the film out and get a school's attention. Yeah, and to be able to market yourself a little bit better. Right, you have right. More, you have more stuff in the holster. So right. you sent LIU that stuff, mm-hmm. reached out to them, and how long was you at Gannon, though? Two years. So two mm-hmm. years after it. So the two years was coming up, you reached out to LIU Post, and then what they say, take us, now tell us the story of LIU Post. <laughs> LIU Post, short and sweet. I went there, I had a tryout, the tryout didn't go well. Why not? Misunderstanding between me and the coach, which mm-hmm. happens. What was this misunderstanding? Can't go into too much detail on that. That's briefly, briefly, what was it? Like long story short. I had a track tryout. I had a track workout for a football tryout. Let's just say that. I was literally doing track instead of football, which didn't make sense. And that was the misunderstanding that me and the coach had. And that's mm. just what that was. So we fast forward to from that. Um, let's just say... The situation went like this. I emailed him, he emailed me. I go to his uh, his office. We speak, he tells me, try again. Uh, he tells me, try out next year. Try out next year. Let's just say we are in January right now. And next year is next yeah. January. Imagine a coach tells you to try out again next year. Yeah. Well, fuck that. Yeah, you and, and I, you have so many emotions running through your body when that situation happens, but I'm um, so... You, you must think about what you can control. And what I could control is my body, my movements, my actions. Therefore, I told him, thank you for the opportunity, and I moved on. You know, you go back to the room, you, you mourn, you soak. And honestly, I thought about giving up. I had a friend, thank you, Oscar. He spoke to me, he uh, told me to get up, send your film out, make something happen. And it turned out that I knew a couple people at different schools. You know, sometimes it's who you know, why not what you know, what they say. That's the, that's the motto, mm-hmm. who you know. I knew a couple people at a couple different schools, and I was able to connect with Pace. Mm. By the graces of God, I'll never forget. i never forget the day I got into Pace. It was amazing. It was a great day. And um, I get to Pace. A lot of sacrifice, a lot of time spent. Let's just say I spent at least two years off from football trying to pave my way to another school to play football, mm. just was, to play it. Was you out of school for two years? Not necessarily, because I, I, I had a gap. So 
you could go to school and not play football. I went to these schools, but I just didn't play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I get to Pace, and we're in the spring. And honestly, I didn't really know if I was going to be on the team or not. It was just more so on the, the school is right there. I'm taking a chance. My bro is there so he could vouch for me. And like I said, I've, I'm always about believing in myself. I'm going to back myself up. I know I could produce if you I had, you had a friend. You had a friend on the team? Yes, I did. And wh- what was his name? Tyler Deneo. That's my dog. Mm, shout, uh, out, shout, shout out, out shout out to Tyler. Shout out to Shipwreck. Make sure y'all go eat there. It's a good spot on Bedford. Yes, sir. And um, yes, so I, I'm at pace. I speak to the coach. The coach tells me, okay, we have spring ball coming up. We have workouts right now. Um, we need to figure out your eligibility status and things of that nature. My grades were good enough to play on the team. I had a 3-0. Everybody, student athletes, you got to be a student. Not You can't just be an athlete. So I advise all y'all to do what you need to do in the classroom. Right. Let me jump on that real quick. Mm-hmm. That's really important because as I was going through my fanatical with colleges and transferring, I went to three schools. Um, the one thing that got me to every school that I applied to before I enrolled in these three colleges and when I was transferring was my grades. I had good enough grades that I could pretty much go anywhere. I think the only school that ever denied me was Fordham University. Mm-hmm. But I applied to so much schools, like 20 plus, probably 30 plus schools because I was on that same mission as now. Like, think It's like job applications when you're doing that whole process. Like you're just sending out your resume, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. And you know how it is in the job market. Like it's really hard. Like for a student athlete that, or for, for a guy that doesn't have that much film, it's hard really to get into that, even yeah, if you have sure. good film. So like, it's just like the real world, it all connects. You have to just keep on applying. Boom, 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 boom. But the one thing about me is that I had great grades, so I got accepted everywhere. Like boom, and then I got academic scholarships. So I was able to cover, yes, you know. Sir. So whatever school I went to, it was like I could go. I had choices, and I think that relates to also the job market for people out there. Like a college degree isn't that important, but I feel like it kind of gives you that like little hump. But if you get like the masters, the more stuff you do, like the more experiences you have, the more it's like all right, I could bounce from different jobs because I have this, I have that, da da da. I have these credentials to my name. Yes, sir. Yes, Free sir. game. Bow. Free game. I was gonna say. So, the, were you looking for a scholarship when you were looking for these like colleges? Yes. Yeah, so, to fast forward more on that, right? So we talking about scholarships now. Scholarships. Everybody wants a scholarly. Everybody needs a scholarly. I think. Well, not everybody. Let's just say that some people are financially stable. But if you perform, you should be paid for performing. And um, I wanted a scholarship because financially I I didn't have it and my family wasn't going to be able to produce the money to have it. And when I got to Pace, not only was I worried about whether I was going to be on the team or not, it was also about having the tu- the money to pay the tuition, the, the financial mm. ability Pace to pay. Too. Yeah, it's money. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot of money. And um, my grades were good, but it's not good enough to pay all of that. It's not possible. Yeah, so yeah. you have financial aid and things of that nature to help you. And you want to hopefully get a scholarly from the coach. And it was a struggle to start off. I ended up on the team. I ended up on the team because of my eligibility of me missing two years of football. So you had free two years. I had a free two years of football. And I beat the the, the rule of a four four four, which is basically saying you went to three different four years. And you did a full time at those four years. And that was my mistake because I didn't know the rule. And everybody has a clock. When you're an athlete, when you start, it's going. Um, so 
what happened was I was able to be able to play and be eligible because I had two years off. There's a two-year non-participation rule that you all should listen to and go read about if you are in this situation. If you do not participate in football for two years, you can bypass any rule. Nice. That's that is mm-hmm. wow. You see how God just blessed you right there and how yes, everything sir. lined up? Mm-hmm. So boom, you broke that rule, you got they freed you out the cage. Feed me out the cage. I remember when I got my pads, it was a beautiful thing. Heart, it was you, a beautiful you, thing. You, you was jumping, <laughs> you was jumping, you was feeling good. You're like, yes, yeah, like this is my time. It felt like getting a it a just, new it, call. It's like, nah, it just, it's like, I ain't gonna lie. It, it was, it was it, amazing. It, it was definitely it, amazing. It, it feel amazing. like, it feel like the world. Trust mm-hmm. me. I, I've been there when finally, damn, like I got it. Like I got through. Like it's about to click. Like all right, we on goal. Like I got through all this miscellaneous stuff. Like let's rock. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So then, so you got the scully. Wow, I got the scully. How you know that? I'm asking you because I'm assuming. Did, so. did I get the scully? I'm asking you. Let's oh, see. Shit, let's let's see. see. I'm asking you right now. So. He is correct. I did get this scholarly, but let's get to how we got how I got this scholarly, right? So, pace was rocky. Pace was bumpy to start off. It was very rocky. It was very bumpy, and it was just more so of just learning a new system, learning new plays, being able to be coachable, uh, not arguing, not crying, and and being able to perform when you need to perform. And I was able to do that as time went on, and I was able to get my scholarship, which. First off, that helps my mom. I think that's the the main situation. That's yeah. the reason why I'm in college is my mother. Because and you didn't have a scholarship with all these other colleges, so you was paying out of pocket. Out of pocket, Same, financial man. aid and out of pocket. I was paying financial out of pocket. aid is a blessing, though. I will that say walk, that. That walk on journey when you're paying out of pocket and no one really, no one really gives a shit. Like you're paying out of pocket, and like mm-hmm. you're getting jerked around with this football and your dreams of compassion. You're making all these like we touched upon it on the intro. You're making all these sacrifices and just keep keep getting shitted on. And, like, you know your worth, but they don't know your worth. And it's just like, damn, if only they recognize it, like, give me a little shine. And even when they do give you a little shine, they're just trying to ignore it or budget. And it's like, nah, fuck that. And then you need to find somewhere where they value you and where you put the work in, you get knowledge for it. Sometimes when you put the work in, you're not getting knowledge for it. But you want to get those sacrifices rewarded for it. And they don't, right. no one really knows what you're going through. And I can only imagine what you're just going through throughout or this whole journey, like, was you feel before when you got on this team? Was you feeling alone? What was you feeling throughout this whole process? Like, like, why that relief of like, yes, I did it? Was it because of like, damn, like, you know, like, what was the emotions behind it? Really, your whole path of transferring when that? What, what was Nell going through mentally? Who was there for you? Who picked you up in those tough times? You always feel like when. And you're trying to take care of a family that you're doing it on your own, that you don't really need much help. That's how I was growing up. I didn't really think I needed help or I didn't need anybody to help me take care of my own, take care of my people. But, you know, you have relationships, you have friendships, and those friendships and those that relationship that you have is there for you to be your backbone, like how my bro was in that situation at Post and my situation getting into pace. Mm-hmm. So um, I had some. I had somebody, and that's just that's just what it is. And I was never alone. I just felt like I am doing it. I'm doing it alone. You mm-hmm. understand? Like yeah, because they're not. They're not they're there not, with they're you. They're not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. They're not at the school. They're not having to put up with classes and practice, and not even know if you're gonna have practice. Not even know if you're gonna be able to pay. They're not dealing with that. They don't have to deal with. Oh, I might not even be able to stay in my dorm. I've been in situ- 
crazy situations. I've been in the roughest and touch- toughest situations, and I'm really glad that I am where I am today. I was going to say, so, like, I'm even going to punch on some of what you said before, mm-hmm. right? So you say you're doing this for your mom, and you're doing this for your family, and, you know, people don't understand, like, I think what it's like to to pay, I think, out of pocket, you know, just just to even hit on that a little bit. I think that's a major struggle. I think that a lot of people go through and don't understand, right? Like, I'm never going to say, like, I can compare it to, like, what you went through in terms of that, right? Because I never had to pay for college out of pocket, you know? I go to Marist College, you know, God bless Marist. a great college, you know what I'm saying? The tuition, hands down, is like 50 to 55 Gs, right? And I made a deal with my mom. My mom's like, you bring home bad grades, you paying that debt. Simple. And I was like, bet. I'll, I'll I'll play that I'll play that deal with you because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to pay that money and you know God bless her because you know like I said she kind of never raised me in a way where we were ever like entitled or anything you know what I'm saying my mom came from the bottom with food stamps and like now she's she's the like HBIC like head bitch in charge you know what I'm saying That's so like she never bro. raised me with That's that beautiful. mentality a lot of these entitled kids have and um like similar to your experience I could relate because. Um, there was a point where I felt like I wasn't doing a lot in college and I felt like I was doing really shitty because I didn't, I was in a program I didn't like. And I felt like at one point I was wasting my mother's money. And, you know, at one point I was just like, I, I felt bad consciously. So, you know, me being in the Marine Corps, um, they offered me a deployment at the time to Afghanistan. And I was like, all right, cool. So now I'm going to go to Afghanistan. Yes, so, like, I'm not going to say, like, it was a scapegoat for, like, me feeling like I was doing nothing. But in a way, it really was because I felt like I was just being a normal college kid. I wasn't doing shit. I was not saying I was depressed, but, like, I was just down in my bag. And I felt like I wasn't doing well. I wasn't getting good grades. And at that point, I felt like I was wasting my mom's money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She worked really hard in her life for me to, like, you know, do great things, not for me to fuck up. Exactly. So now, like, this experience of me going away and going to Afghanistan humbled the fuck out of me and it gave me a different point of view on how I look on a lot of things and you know it made me feel like I was doing a lot more with my life because now I have my own money my own foundation and I didn't have to really worry about my mom you know what I'm saying because I didn't have to worry about what she says and when I came back I had a different appreciation for college and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that nowadays that you know a lot of these kids at least at my college right I'm just gonna say this like straight out blunt because we're all real here we're talking real but a lot of kids always have their college paid for by their parents but they don't understand like some what some of the kids are doing. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these kids really fight for college and fight for good grades and fight be, to be like better because their family is like the first generation. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be the first right. person in your family to get that degree. Success. And I'm gonna be the first person in my family to get that degree. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my goal, and that's why my like my mom pushes me to like that level. So when you're saying you're doing it for your family. It's beautiful because I feel like a lot of people don't understand that because the people who have their college paid for straight out of pocket with no, I think, like, upbringing of, like, humanity struggle. and struggle. Right, struggle. They they just, all right, and they, they take all that shit for granted. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to understand that you can't take anything for granted because you never know what someone else is going through. You have to be putting in the same amount of work as someone else is sometimes because you never know. That person who has it easy doesn't know what someone who doesn't have it as easy is putting in. Yeah. That person mm-hmm. is putting in a thousand times more effort then that person already has it. Right. And it's crazy. And it's just like, they don't understand that. And I think that's what separates me, you, and Ethan at this table, right? All three of us kind of been through like this experience where we've had the struggle and we've been through that. So we know what we're worth. And we're not going to let anyone tell us, hey, otherwise, like, hey, you're worth this. Like, no, fuck you. Mm -hmm. That's something we know we're worth. We've been through this. You're not going to tell me what I can and can't do. Simple. And that's easy. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think we're all grateful. 
So I, now I have a question for you because you were saying you were doing this all this, right? So yes. you went through multiple colleges, right? So you went three different three colleges, different schools. right? So I've never met anyone in my life, I think, who's ever, well, I don't really know many people who play a lot of sports, right? But three different colleges sounds like a lot, a lot of like sacrifice, time, and money and effort. What was that like oomph that made you keep going through this whole entire like process? Like, what made you keep going and said, I'm going to get this? Hmm. What was that? <laughs> Give me a second. What, That's was, a the, mm. what was that? Mm, what was that fire? Would it, I mean, would I could it, answer it necessarily, that could, Can it be multiple things? Yeah, of course, man. It could be like so a whole list of what things. what I can say is that, for one, my mom, God bless she mom. is a warrior. She's out here. I soon get that on me. Don't let that go over your head. Uh, next, uh, I would say myself, just motivation in myself, just seeing what I could do from just the practice film, uh, years past performing and doing what I do on the field. Um, I always, I always just had some type of faith, like Darnell, you get that chance, you gonna shine. You get that chance, you're gonna shine. I just never got the chance, and I finally got the chance, and let's see. Hopefully, I shine this year. So, mm. so, so. Briefly, you like kind of manifested it and you just kept putting in the work and you just was like, yo, my time's going to come. And when it comes, I'm just going to go through the roof with this shit. And then so with this whole pandemic, when I put your football dreams on a hold per, per se, but now you're going to you're going to pace camp starts in the fall uh, in the fall or right. August? So, yeah, camp starts in August. Uh, I'm not sure the date yet. We definitely have a season. We definitely have a schedule. Um, and. Word, look out for number zero. Yeah, and you said, hold up, um, number zero. Okay, look out mm -hmm. for that. But how did you get this? Did you get a scholarship? Up here? How did you get it? Uh, so, oh yeah, we never told. So us. getting the scholarship piece, I fought for that scholarship. I legit fought. It was the first time I fought for something in my life. I don't really speak talk up. Talk about it. Talk I don't really it. speak up on a lot of things because I'm so passive aggressive, and I finally got to speak up for something that I really needed and wanted, and I. I knew that I deserved it. Is, it. is it full ride or is it partial? It's not full ride. It's not full ride. It's enough. It's it's a nice amount and it's a great mm -hmm. amount. That's so all I can paying, tell you. I'm you're grateful. Paying, you're paying some amount of pocket, but not as much. Um, barely. All right. Barely. So how? Did, so talk about this story. Let's go. So the story. Uh, it's funny. I was driving up to school. I'm driving up to school to go get my stuff to leave pace. Remember what I just said to leave pace, and. I go up there, I go into my room, and I get a text from my coach. says, let's talk. Long story short, me and my coach had a real man-to-man -man talk because I am not 18 years old, 19 years old. I am, believed. I think I was 21. I was 21, 22 or 21 at the time. <laughs> I was 21, 22 at the time, so I wasn't just going to take anything he said. I was fighting for something. I actually stood up for something. And we had a great talk, and... He had a realization. I had a realization. We bonded over that talk. It's crazy. We really bonded. We are as close as can be. I will tell you that from being this far apart to being like this. Definitely got to send Literally like this. Yeah, definitely got to send him this video and tag him in it. But yeah, go ahead. Best believe it. Best believe it. Uh, Coach Rondo. Coach Rondo. Real one. And like I said, we spoke. And long story short, he got me. He, he got me. He held me down. And gave me the scholarly, and 
I've been performing ever since, doing what I need to do ever since, mm. upholding exactly what he put his trust into. What was your plea to get the scholarship? Why Why does Nell deserve a scholarship? If someone wants to the, ask you that, why, what, what, what have you done to get a scholarship? We have, we have point systems. We have percentages. My percentages were all good, great percentages from assignment to... Um, what is that like? That's like your grading scale on the football field, right? That's like if you mm. wanna, if you there's eleven plays, you get one play right out of eleven. Terrible percentage, you know. So it's ten percent. You did bad that right. day, and that's basically what it was. All my percentages were high. My film was immaculate. I put a whole film together. So even if they wanted to say something, I could show them. And the next thing was my grades, and not just that. The connection I had with the players on the field, my team got me that scholarly probably more than anything else besides me speaking up. Seeing my coaches and my team when they saw me when I first got into the building, how worked up they was to see me, how happy some people was just to see me, how happy I was to see them. That's love. That's something you can't replace. Is you can't replace love. You can replace material, jerseys, helmets, uh, scoreboards, but you can't replace a person you can't replace that you can't replace love you can't it's just not it's hard it's too hard and that's what i fought for that's what i played and i was able to get the scholarship and you had a film was you how long was it how long did it take you to get the scholarship was it one semester you was at pace two semesters what was it i got to pace 2018 spring it was on the football i got team the scholarship spring. by 2019 and you was about to leave 2019 2019 2019, yeah. And you was about to leave really prior. But you was playing football from 2018 spring to 2019? Like, yeah, till now, obviously. But like, till, till now, I, I, yeah, we, yeah, we so finished got So once you got to, once you, I'm just saying this for the, clarifying for the viewers. So once you got into pace, you, you was trying out for a football team and you made it, da, da, da. Or was you on a break and you wasn't uh, eligible yet for the football team? Because remember, you, they had to clear you out first? Or was it during that semester? So when I, I got there... I got to pace 2018 in the spring. I played. I like we have a spring football, football. season. Okay. I was remember I became eligible because yeah. of the two year yeah, participation yeah, that's awesome. mm-hmm. And I was. It was just. It's funny. All right. So, I didn't really get to like elaborate on that to tell you the dates. March. We start pace spring ball like March 20. Mar- somewhere in the March. Yeah, you start. Listen, oh, it's this close. The dates are literally split. Mm-hmm. I finished playing spring football at Gannon in March 22nd. We started football at Pace March 26th. So that's, it makes two years once you get to the March 26th. Mm. So Damn. I was, so like right basically, there. right. So basically I just made it in time for spring ball because if I didn't get to play spring ball, I wasn't going to play on the team. And then no you don't even know where the fuck you would have been right mm, now. Yeah, I didn't really even know. I would be at school or I would probably be right, graduated. You just, nah, you, you would have not known. I'm a student, bro. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then you got cleared, and then you played you did spring football. Yeah. And then you did you, and then camp was you balling out in camp, too. Yeah. And then you plead, and then boom. So then it worked out. Listen, Nate, look, I was balling. I know. Check the film, man. Check the film. Yeah, def- balling. Def- I ain't gonna lie. Check the film. Definitely send us your film so we can post you. it. You know, as a little clips and to show people, you know, who Nell is on that football field. Yes, definitely, sir, yes, sir, send, definitely send it to me. Um, I was gonna say even going forward. So you went. You went to pace, right? Mm-hmm. You did everything. So now you're you're living this dream, right? You made it, right? You made it to this spot in your life where you fought for for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Say you get that big shot and that big chance. What are you gonna do with that chance? I'm gonna conquer. 
I'm gonna try out. I'm gonna do what I need to do to succeed. Um, that is why I still play to hopefully get the opportunity. And then mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the NFL. Honestly, it could be any league that's gonna pay me. Just probably not. Um, I, I got that's a big question for you. <clears throat> I got a big question for you. Um, what? So now I know you from Instagram. We connected off Instagram, off just fit people we know of fitness. You knew, think you know. Isaiah, you know Isaiah Washington, that's obviously. My dog, and then I think I saw Stacks tag you and stuff, and I think probably mm-hmm. that's how that's how I got familiar with you. And I'm like, yo, who's this guy that Stacks is tagging in? Me and, and Stacks was tagging me in the same video that you was tagged in. So so Nell's training. I'm like, oh, he's like Brooklyn trainer, young cat. He went to pace. My friend, aka he, we play football together. Mike Masood. He went to place and and he went to pace and played there as well. So. That's I knew, and many people I knew played went to pace. I'm I'm familiar with football, college football. I'm familiar with the whole university. Well, you, know, you know, so I know, so I know Pace University. You know, mm-hmm. um, Omar played there. Some kind Omar played there. This was you know before you was there. Um, so when I saw, I'm like, yo, who is this? Kenel's training. How before I knew you, I was like, oh, he played football. But then I saw you just start doing his fitness. What led you to become a personal trainer? Why you want to do it? And what is your main goal? What are you trying to do with your life? What do you feel is your purpose? Well, it's not necessarily why I want to do it. I am doing it. Nell's training. Yeah, I can all tap Yeah, obviously, you, you are doing it. You Let's are go. doing it. Okay. Okay. All right, right, right. You, you, good, are, you are doing it. But what's your why behind training? Because to just be, I'm going to get it out there. You can't just be a coach, just be like, oh, I'm a training. Like, I like working out. I'm doing it now. I'm not cutting it here. Why the fuck do you want to be a trainer? Because I have deep passion for the fitness game. What is your reason for going to training? Because there's a lot of cats out here that's just like yeah, like how'd you even get into yeah, that? Like, what was that yeah, pivot? because the, what was that transmission? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of I'm dudes good. that play football that just like yeah, I'm gonna just be a trainer and just doing it because they they just because they, they play football because they, they, they was fit yeah yeah exactly right. I want to know a deeper reason behind that. If you really if you really are cut, I'm not trying to come at you. If you really are cut for this fitness life, like why you. Why, why go into the fitness game? Why nails training? And what's your biggest purpose? What are you trying to get at with life? What's your main goal? What are you getting at? Well, Again. My, well my, just to, to answer your question, my main purpose to me, we all have a purpose on this planet, right? We're all here to leave the place better than we found it. And my purpose simply was to help others. That's it. To help others. I love to help others anybody yeah you love to put a smile on their face like that's the that i love smiling yeah smiling is contagious <laughs> look, 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 look. they all yeah. smile right yeah. you see that right we all yeah. smile we all smile right uh-huh. beautiful thing and so uh with wanting to help others and wanting to be an entrepreneur and seeing my brothers become training as well because you know you get influenced by others and seeing them training. The not only around. not only that i had a trainer mentor who took me under the wing at liu post which is a collateral beauty to everything, right? There's a there's a brighter side to everything. From from messing up at post, I met somebody who helped me advance my body and become a a greater player. So those were the two things that led me to that that led me to want to be a trainer. And when you want to help somebody get to a certain goal that they want to achieve, and it's gonna better their lifestyle, better their confidence and have them looking immaculate spicy right <laughs> right why not want to do that 
they say that the, the the greatest thing that the greatest way to achieve happiness is to help somebody else to do something for somebody else right and that's what i love doing like, i don't want to spend money on myself i want to spend money on others i don't want to help just myself be fit and active and you know and do this and that i want to see you do it too if i'm doing it i want you to do it too because if you could do it i just helped you do something that i did that i probably didn't think i could do before and i now got you doing it you didn't think you could do yeah. it before and now so you got that imprint thing. you got that imprint on them forever yes sir yes sir and you just got to think yes you said you you hit it on the nail there's going to be trainers this, i feel like that that's in every field though there's going to be people who are fakers who are just doing it because they want to make money the because clouds, they think bro. it could i don't care about the money you can ask any client that i take in what do you care you care? i care about getting you to your goal i care about seeing you happy i care about you in the workout going through it and saying no i'm good and keep pushing through when i actually do an extra rep that's what i want to see the money's going to come in due time that is is but it's going to happen because it is my profession but i want to help you that is my main purpose in training not just physical but mental as well yeah man, i was like i even mentioned that in like another episode bro mm -hmm. like um you know we had uh, a guy also on this episode um on one of our episodes named trey and he was talking a lot about how when he was a trainer, he was uh, giving back to the youth. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, and it also goes back to like what you were saying. And I think that's also like, I, I'm going to say this again, right? Mm -hmm. But this is, I think that's the most important thing that a lot of people don't understand nowadays. is like the world, it's a dark and scary place, man. And honestly, if you can help someone out and give back to the people, giving back is number one for me. But if you can give back to people, man, you know, I, I, they, it's the best thing you could possibly yes, do. Because like I said, I said this in last time too, but like if these... If you if these kids can replace us, bro, and they can do bigger and better things than us when we're gone, that's then we succeeded, man. You know what I'm saying? Because they building a better earth, a better planet for the rest of us, and hopefully we could plant that seed into all these other people to live a better life and word, a better lifestyle. Word mm -hmm. up. Um, now I got another question for you. Yes, sir. Let me just gather this. So obviously you're chasing for the when you're playing collegiate football, you want to chase for the highest. If the NFL comes in the trial, or if you try out, you're gonna try out, you're gonna give football everything you got until it's done, until you can't control it no more. Yes, right? Sir. Control what you can, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna keep on going to the legs fall off, whatever. So you can't go. But what is the other goal you got in mind besides football? What what else is that? Yeah. What else is there that you're chasing? With Nell's training, with the entrepreneurship, I heard you say something about controlling your future. I got a little question on that. How can you control your future if we don't know what tomorrow holds? I have a motto, be better than yesterday. Um, mm. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm, answer, I'm, not, I'm not gonna know what tomorrow holds, but I could promise you that I will be better than yesterday. Tomorrow will be better than today. The next day I'll be better than that day. And that's how I'll keep living life. I can't I can't say I could control everything that happens, but when I wake up, I'll know what I'm doing for the day. Yeah. I can promise you so that. So what 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 what's the plan with this whole Nels trainer entrepreneurship? Okay. Because you're a big believer on I wanna control myself and what I'm doing, but yet again, you can't control everything, right? Right. So you can't control everything, but what what entrepreneurship is really all about the hustle. It's really all about yeah. I'm just throwing a little curveball. I'm mm -hmm. just throwing nah, a little curveball. Nah, nah, mm -hmm. so, you know, it's all about the hustle. It's all about what you want to do, right? It's, it's all about it's all about waking up and getting to it. And I have uh, I was fortunate to be a part of two businesses, and um, I have a clothing business as well as my training. Okay, so what's right? your clothing business? My clothing business is Embrace, as you can see. Mm. We got hoodies. 
We also have Whip Breakers and things of that nature. Embrace New York. Uh, who you started IG. it? Who you started it? Who you started it with? And what? Why? Why you started a clothing brand? I started it with three other brothers. Uh, they are college friends. You meet your closest friends at college, they say, and we we were able to come together, uh, make a brand, and hopefully flourish. It is doing well right now. As I said, you can follow it. Embrace New York on IG. And why embrace? It's gonna sound real cheesy, but why embrace? Yeah, I want to. I feel like I kind of know, but I want the people. I I want to know why embrace, but why the clothing brand? Because Mm -hmm. I want to know the deeper reason behind it. What are you trying to do with it? All right, so embrace is a name that we came up with, and um, there's a deeper concept to that. I would love to get into. I just can't get into at the moment, right? So what we have embrace, we started off with be a full blue faces only, and we switched it to embrace. I'm the blue faces only. Right, right, right. It was catchy. It was calm. But if you get it, you get it. If you know, you know. If you don't, you need to get your money up, not your funny up. (laughs) Simple, straight like that. And so we migrated to a different name, which is embrace and clothing. Um, For me, just to because I'm not gonna speak for everybody. I'm not gonna speak for the whole crew, but. In my sense, um, with clothing, I'm not gonna say I'm a fashion, I'm a fashion type of guy, but I'm into looking good and 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 things of that nature. I'm into marketing as well and things of that nature. So we all have our our uh, parts in the the actual business, mm-hmm. things that we have strengths in. And I'm also into building, uh, Black Wall Street, uh, build, building of different businesses. I want to mm. have different businesses. I want to be able to wake up and not have to think about, oh, I have to be into work today because my boss is going to be worried about me. I'm going to get fired. No, I am going to be the boss. You want to diversify. I mean, you can relate with what we're trying to do and trying to become our own boss and pave our own path mm-hmm. because we've been trying to do it for a long time. We've been a walk-on, and we got, we're trying to please their needs. These people needs this, that, and the fourth. And it's like, we don't got nothing sense don't for ourselves. We're chasing, we're chasing other things. We're trying to fulfill their their standards, their principles, when, you know what, fuck that. Like, I'm the standard, I'm the principle, I'm going to put that rule in. I'm going to set the tone for myself, mm. enough for someone else setting the tone for me when I know my tone and it's higher than theirs. Like, I'm better than what they're trying to put me at. Mm. So, you know what, I'm going to go out there and just do stuff for me. I think that's what drive my passion and especially yours and how we can relate because we got thrown in the back end and it's like, Nah, bro, like, fuck that. You ain't controlling where I can be, what I can do, da da da. Let me, let me try to control what I can. Right. Let me control at least my life and what I'm doing and my worth per se. And let me put my worth earth up there and strive for it as much as I can because enough of these cats, you know, shout out to, there's a bunch of good people out there. Enough of these cats are people that think they're higher, mm-hmm. higher than me. Yeah, you're a coach, but bro, when you put me out there, my actions are going to just speak for itself and my aura just speaks for it. And you're just not really seeing that. Maybe because you're just not on my level. Right. And it's just time for me to just establish myself. I don't want to be under anyone any, under anyone like that no more. You could be under a good leader. Like, I'm all about following the right people. But it's about when you're trying to follow someone and they're just not really getting you and they're just, like, throwing you like a little dog and not really respecting you. It's like, yo, what the fuck? Nah, like, nah, that's not going to happen. That's not going on. I don't fuck with that at all. So with the whole clothing brand, I respect it, and I kind of get what you're coming from, and probably I'm just putting the pieces together for you because you're trying to do shit for you now. Mm. And that's what you've been doing. And now finally a coach has has understood you. You pled for it. You, you, you showed him your worth, and you had the evidence 
to be like, yeah, this is what I'm worth now. To back like, it up. Like, you, to back it up. No mm -hmm. more of me talking with this barely film. Like, you're not going to uh, cut short me anymore. You're mm -hmm. not going to short me no mm -hmm. more. This is what it is. And let's 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 rock with it. Let's rock with it. If not, I'm going to head out of here because I got things to do. There's money on the line and there's time on the line. And I've been through too much to go back. So fuck that. Ain't no going back. Simple. We don't going to up. Yo, so. so there's this quote, bro, that just re completely reminded me of this episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm not going to hold you that this quote dead ass blew my mind, bro. And it says, every person has two lives. The second one starts when you realize you only have one. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, wow, fuck. I, that shit That's fucked different. me up, bro. And I was like, yo. That actually makes sense, That's though. insane. And I feel like a lot of people, like I said, when it comes to your story, you know, I feel like you, you've been through so much and right you've been through so much sacrifice and you made all these turns and pivots and changing directions and all these rears and uh mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's mm -hmm. a, it's crazy bro like to hear like all the amount of twists and turns you went through and like you kind of like paved your own path and you kind of had this image in your head this whole entire time like yo i'm gonna do this shit i'm gonna do it my way and i'm gonna do it right and I'm doing this shit not just for me, but for my family. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make sure I get that shit. And the fact that now you made it to that point and you made all this sacrifice, I think that's something that a lot of people should be able to take in because, bro, like I said, anyone can do it if you really put your mind to it, man. That's all it is nowadays. It, nowadays, you have to be willing to work hard, sacrifice your time, sacrifice everything you want for every... I mean, sorry, sacrifice the things that you do to have the things that you want. And that's just how we live our life nowadays, man. It's just crazy. Now, how do you balance the clothing, the training on your own, the training for football, and your own social life, right? Answer that first. And then the second thing is, what can you, what advice can you give others out there for those that are similar in your shoes? And what is, the, what do you, what can you tell the viewers out there, just in general? All right, so balancing, right? We all live out of balance. You have to have a balance. Having to juggle training, training for myself, um, training clients, uh, schoolwork. Your social life. My social life. How do you do that, man? Well, what I could tell you is that my social life used to be a more spectacular back in high school. When I got to college, you know, I spent a lot of time in the house. You know, you don't spend no money. You don't waste any type of time when mm. you're in the crib. You're able to think about different things, gain knowledge, look over different stuff and things of that nature and stay safe, you know, because outside at, at some point it's just too much going on. Somebody's always doing too much. And, um, right. So with, with, with that being said, can you, can you elaborate one more time again? How do yeah, you balance? That was a lot for me. I was like, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh no! So how do you balance those three? Like, how do you balance your your clothing brand? You set a schedule. You have an sorry, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. You set a you set a schedule. You have an agenda. Like I said, be better than yesterday, right? I have a whiteboard. I put down all my tasks that I'm doing for the day. Either I'm putting down the times of when when I have to get them done, and or I'm checking them off to know that they're done. If they're all not done, I know I didn't do what I need to do. I was not better than yesterday. Do you, do you stay 100% disciplined or do you slack for the most part? What's the... I feel like at some point you don't slack, but you, you know, you, you take a little time to yourself because like you said, I'm balancing all these things. I need to have time for myself to gain my mental back to be able to give these people a, a full darn now. You understand? Yeah. So can't I get too comfortable. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. At, at some point, at some point I have to, you know, sit back and go, all right. 
what, and what, get back how, to it. How do you recalibrate? Mm-hmm. How do you reset when you need it? Throughout all this madness, how I, do you find time for you? By just finding time for you? Like I said, being in the crib, being inside, I, I don't, I have my own room, so I, I, I live and I be to myself. I don't have to deal with people. Um, you know, everybody has their pleasures and what they do, and I'm able to do that at my home and relax in my home. So your home's like, all right, so when, it's time, when it's time to like, all right, wait, I need to just quick breathe. Just go into your room a little zen, close the door to Listen yourself. To some, let me tell you, let's say some Janae Aiko. I'm fucking weird. And you think, if you think I'm no, lying, I'm very see. serious, okay? She is very soothing. I have all her albums. I listen to all her songs, especially going to sleep. Uh, she helps me get through a lot. So that okay. is definitely a big a big one. So like for people that are listening, like what is some advice you can give to like the people who are listening who are in your shoes or who can potentially be in your shoes? Like what's just some advice you give in general for everything you've been through to oh, give to the people? Also, you know what? What's Nell's message? At the end mm. of the day, what's your message? What do you want people to remember you to for? remember you for? And when they go on your Instagram from this thing, what the case may be, or after this interview, what is Nell about? What's Nell? Who is he? So you can do the advice first, and yeah. then what's your message? Because <laughs> like, you were looking like, damn, <laughs> see, I don't I'm know. Thinking, I'm thinking about like, both. I'm going to combine two right now. So the advice, the advice to, to somebody else would be, or to everybody, to the viewers would be, um, never give up on yourself. It's, and try to, to use every resource you can every resource because like i said it's not always what you know to be the biggest brainiac and things of that nature sometimes it's really who you know so you gather all your resources and never give up on yourself if you keep believing in yourself you will be where you want to be and where you need to be successful and happy and and that's your message right there just to recalibrate on that a lot of people throughout my football journey helped me because i knew them and i had a good relationship through them you know, when shout out to my brother Glover, like he put me on through his school because I knew him. He knew his coaches were open up their recruiting, whatever case. And he was like, yo, seeing those open to recruiting, like get in touch with them. I don't put your name in there, but you got to talk to them. You know, they'll get your name in through the door and then you just got to put the work in the back end. But I'm never, I'm never afraid of putting the work in through the back end as well. Mm-hmm. Like as long as you just give me a little a little booster. You're going to get right Yeah, in, I'm going to get right. And I'm going to just do my part. Little just foot give, in the door. Yeah, just a little foot in the door. I'm going to do my part. Mm-hmm. And it's... Of course, also, it's not, yeah, but again, you got to be educated in in anything that you're doing. Um, oh, you know what I'm saying? Just like research. he didn't really know about that, that four, whatever, the, the 444 rule yeah. and the two year non participation. That's all through you, the coaches. They helped me with that. Yeah, exactly. But if they didn't, Word. how would have Nell would have known that? He would have, you know, how would you, you know? Would've you, different spot it right would have been, maybe if they would have held that back for you, they would have been like, nah, you're not. But if you had that education for yourself, you knew the rules. So I would say try to educate yourself as much as possible with whatever it is that you're chasing. And from Nell's, from what I'm gathering from Nell's story and my own story out there, just have a vision in your head. Truly believe in yourself because already people out there are going to doubt you. Mm-hmm. They're doubting you right off the rip. They don't want to see you win. I'm sorry. It's kind of like in America, it's like a doggy dog environment. And... The, the odds are already against you. Yeah, we're, we're in a great country, what the case may be, but the odds are already against you once you step outside American. your door. Yeah, man. You know, You're people, American. you know, only a few really care about you. You'll be lucky if you have one or two people that deep down care about you. So make sure you care about yourself. You believe in yourself. Say, fuck the opposition. Fuck what they thinking. Carry that aggression 
and go for what you want. And that's what now is a true symbol of and just believing in himself, but he's showing that through love. I could be a little bit, but he's doing that. <laughs> he's just doing that. He's just, you know, loving life and smiling. And he knows that, you know, the higher power has a great plan for him and that everything's going to align in his favor somehow, some way. Yeah, and it already is. Because if you tune into the story, you've been taking notes, everything truly happened mm -hmm. for a reason. Because if it was one day before, they probably could have judged him and said, nah, I'm sorry, man. Try, try not, try, nah, I'm sorry, what the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, or, sir. or if you went in, if you went in a year earlier, you probably would be like, "Damn, it's over." It's over. Nobody cares yeah. about your career more than yourself. Bro. Never. But, but thank you, Nell, for coming. I think we hit everything on the needle. Um, I want to see you strive. I want to see you grow. You have brothers now in the deep end with you. Thank you for coming. Yes, to I appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to Brothers in the Deep End mm -hmm. and sharing. You know, so, some parts of your story, because your story is just getting just started. Just getting started. And I, I say to. that all the time. This is just getting started. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being part of our foundation. And like I said, I appreciate you. And it's crazy how we met. You know, just energy don't lie. We said that before. I met him through Instagram and just the vibes and energy. We just click. You know, it's just crazy how things just align, like you said. Mm -hmm. And shout out to the viewers. Shout out to everyone out there for tuning in and supporting. Please like, subscribe. Thank you. Give us feedback. Thank shout you. Shout out to CNC. And, um... Now, do you got anything else to say before clo before we close? Right, out? I got a couple of shout outs to make to just to the uh, the, the black owned businesses. Yeah. So we got Bias Clothing. Make sure you tap into that. We got CNC here on the head. Y'all see that? Uh, Embrace. Uh, we have Seven Clo. We have Brothers in the Deep in podcast. Mm. Tap into that as well. Shout outs to them for having me on here. Thank you so much. Y'all appreciate it. Shout outs to Casey. Tap into his tunes. Make sure y'all go tap into my boy. He gets to it. And uh, shout out to everybody that's gonna tune in. Thank you. One love, you heard? Mm -hmm. love. Do or die, do or die, doors of suicide. Pull up to the spot, we going stupid, should be televised.